Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Rusty Quill presents Enthusiasm. Hello friends and fans and welcome to Enthusiasm, the show where we talk about a few of our favourite things. I am your host Helen Gould, one of the best Rusty Quillers and today we have an extra special piece of break content for you. It is Lori's hot takes on all of the episodes that she wanted to talk about but couldn't because she was just sitting in the call being the producer. Um, hey, Lori. Hello. Um, <laughs> what are your pronouns and what do you do? Hello, I am Lorianne Davis, she, her, and I produce Enthusiasm and I sit quietly in the recordings, just <laughs> desperately trying to, or wanting 
to join in with the conversations, but ah, not being able to. F. But today, today is your time. <laughs> today is my time. I don't know how hot my takes are actually going to be. <laughs> uh, you did forget something. You are also in Chapter and Multiverse, <gasps> aren't I you? I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's really exciting. And we've got fan art. Yes, you have fan art already. So <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and so are you, in fact. Vampire Cowboys. Oh, yes. Yes. For a minute for a minute there, I was like, no, no, no. I'm not in the main campaign for ages. <laughs> I was like, oh God, did I forget a recording? <laughs> I just haven't been turning up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what I have here is a list of all of the season two episodes. Yes. I'm going to fire them at you and you tell me your opinions on them. Good. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. First one, rom-coms. Tell me about your thoughts. Um, I love the music from Love Actually. Love oh. it. Great soundtrack. And because of Enthusiasm, watched His Girl Friday. Oh, how was that? Really, really good. Highly recommend. Oh. Really fun. And it's, yeah, is it black and white? I can't even remember if it's black and white. That's how much it didn't bother me if it is black and white. <laughs> yeah, next topic. That's my hot take. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're speeding. <laughs> Coming at you real hot. <laughs> uh, crafting. Oh, people are so talented and creative. <laughs> they are. Yeah. They really are. Do you not knit or anything? Nothing. I did. Oh, actually, I did. Once upon a time, I used to knit, but I don't think I ever progressed past scarves, which, oh. you know, it's pretty basic, isn't it? I wouldn't know. I haven't even dared to try. Yeah. I'm not sure I've even <laughs> completed a scarf, actually. Oh. But yeah, I just don't have the patience for things like that, which is sad. Uh, so I, I have a lot of admiration for people who do and who practice their crafts and get good at them. Like the things that recent uh, Jess were showing us. Were amazing. It was, yes, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Like the, I still can't get over that hat. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Chef's yeah. kiss. The things like fan art as well. Mm. Just yeah, I do sometimes like color in abstract shapes. I draw abstract shapes and then color them in, just as like a a calming activity so I guess maybe yeah. that's that's the closest I get to crafting I've got all of those like like those therapeutic coloring books mm, for adults yeah yes I've got some I of quite those. like drawing like with a, a sharpie like a thick outline of different shapes and then I just color them in I've got one on my fridge that I was really proud of <laughs> which Aww, is adorable ah <laughs> Stage magic. This was an episode that I did not think... I was like, what are you going to talk about? Like, <laughs> But then the more I was listening to people talk about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I have watched a lot. Like, I'd kind of forgotten that, you know, Paul Daniels was a thing. Mm. And I remember... I'm pretty sure it was the Paul Daniels show or a show that he did watching it on TV. And it, this particular trick is the reason that I still have trouble sleeping on my back, even to this day. I think I must have been like under eight. I, I, I'm going to venture I was about six. And there's a trick where Debbie McGee, or I assume it was Debbie McGee, was lying on her back on a table and there was this huge saw swinging above her, like cutting oh her in half. Oh my God. And oh that traumatised me and I was too afraid to sleep on my back for years and I still don't really feel comfortable doing it. Like I feel quite vulnerable 
So wow. is that a hot take or is that just a story? I don't know. I mean, they don't they don't have to be they don't all have to be hot takes. This is they it's don't just have a... to be piping and fresh. <laughs> yeah. I mean that this is just this is just like to give the vibe of what this episode yeah. is gonna be like. True. True. <laughs> Ooh, mythology. Oh this was one that I really wanted to talk in, actually. Oh really? Um yeah. So I always like who isn't fascinated by like Greek and Roman mythology and <laughs> gods and things like that. But what I really wanted to talk about were the Welsh mythology, the Mabinogion. Tell me about that. I've never heard of it. Oh my gosh. So I think I'm 99% sure that the Mabinogion, the book that was found of them, is the oldest written... It, it can't be the oldest written text of Britain ever, but I think it's like the oldest written like stories, basically, like fiction books, something like oh. that. It was like 12th century that they found the earliest version of it. And obviously there were oral tales before that. Yeah, we grew up learning about them in school and like we'd go and see theatre versions of them and like Hmm. TV shows and like Welsh language TV shows. And it's all, it's got quite a Arthurian feel to it. Hmm. Will you tell me one? Yeah, so my (laughs) favourite one... So, so the way they work, there's like four branches and it's they're following lots of kind of the similar people overlap through them all. And there's a magic king called Math, who isn't necessarily a, a good person. And then there's another magician who I've always kind of thought of as Merlin, though that might just <laughs> be me, called Gwydion. There's a man called Llay and his mum is like... Evil. I don't want to say evil. Like she's, you know, she's not cheated well, uh, but she's also magic, and she curses her son so that he will never have a name. And she's so oh, Gwydion no. is her brother. I'm pretty sure it's Gwydion who's her brother, and he tricks her into naming him. So then she curses him to say, "You will never bear arms," and Gwydion tricks her into giving Clay arms. Not, not, not the uh, appendages. <laughs> Not the limbs, like a sword. <laughs> a sword. <laughs> and then the third one, she curses him that he will never have a human wife. And this is where my favourite story begins. Oh. Uh, it's Bladeweth, which actually is the name of my character in Chapter yes, of Yes, it is. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to draw a parallel between that Bladeweth and Bladeweth in Chapter. Genuinely, I'm not. <laughs> but Gwydion and Math, I think, make clay a wife out of flowers, like three different types of flowers. And Aww. she's called Bladeweth. And Bladeweth means like, I don't know if it's flower woman, but Blodai is Welsh for flowers. Mm. Yeah. And it's kind of, this kind of reminds me of a bit of an Arthurian feel because it's like the whole Guinevere thing. So like she's Clay's wife, but she falls in love with someone else. Gronu, I think. Gronoi? I don't know. But basically Clay can only be killed in a certain way like it's a really specific mm. like i think the spear has to be made for a every day for a hundred uh, for a year or something and he has to be standing uh, with uh. one foot on a water thing and one foot <laughs> on a goat or something like that and she basically like convinces him to tell her exactly how he can be killed and then they kill him oh and no. then as punishment gwydion the magician turns her into an owl and she flies off i don't know why it's my favorite because it doesn't end great for her 
I really like it when myths end in such a weird way. Yeah. Just like, oh, you get turned into an owl or a tree or you fly away in a chariot pulled by dragons. I I don't know if it's just the one that maybe I I knew best as a child. Mm. And like my mum, as part of her, she studied Welsh in university. And as part of that, she translated it into English. So I remember like reading it in English in my mum's handwriting. So maybe it had like some like a connection there as well. That's a lovely connection. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's my favourite. That's the one that I was like, oh, I want to talk about this so much. <laughs> right, the next one was musicals, which you were in. I was in. Did we mention Hadestown? Uh, if not, go see Hadestown is fantastic. And that's all I have to say about that. Otherwise, I'll talk for an hour. <laughs> okay, style. <laughs> oh, gosh, I wish I had some. <laughs> I think my style is very much 90s. I never left the 90s. <laughs> but apparently that's coming back round again. So It is. It is. All of it is like, as we know, fashion is just a circle. Or, or a spiral, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That implies going in. What's the name of one that just keeps going? A wheel. Yeah, I guess. All right. Yes. A, fashion a is a wheel. <laughs> Period drama. So first of all, that makes me think of Poirot. Which I adore. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I love. And I, I guess, does that count as a period drama? I mean, it's very, it's 20s, so I guess it... It's from a particular period, but I think it would pop... It's one of those things where it would be tagged with period drama and murder mysteries yeah. and like crime yeah. thriller, probably. Like, I love Jane Austen as well. And mm. I did watch some of Downton Abbey and enjoyed it. And actually, one of my favourite films is Gosford Park. I don't know if you've seen Oh, that. that's the one where there's... No, wait. Yeah, there is a murder. Yes, yes. Yes, I love that film. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think that's great. The the lifestyle that the rich people in those shows lead that is so enticing isn't quite right, but like so seductive, right? Mm. Where you're like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to just ride my horse all day and then like <laughs> get home and dinner's there and I can have whatever I like and I mean and in reality it's horrible right because someone else is doing all of that and it's not okay (laughs) so I I have that troubling feeling but there is something very seductive about it I don't think there's anything wrong with like enjoying the idea of luxury Mm. yeah it's just in in our in our world that comes at the expense of lots of other people and it's like just intrinsically tied to oppression so that's why it feels weird yeah for sure (laughs) but inherently i think we should all be able to access luxuries if we want them yeah yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with that we should all be able to just ride our horses all day (laughs) yes a horse for everyone yes that's my political stance and lots of free time (laughs) i love it yes Yes. sex topic Graphic novels. Oh, no, I have no notes for this one. Oh. I, what do I think about graphic novels? I think graphic novels just seem really cool. Mm. And I did agree with the take of what's the difference between a graphic novel and a comic? And like one of the takes was it's almost like a snobbery of, yeah, but this is a graphic novel. Yeah, I think Ben said that. Yeah, graphic novel, not a comic. (laughs) And I can see that. Yeah, I don't know that I've read any did you never read the crow no the sand got close to reading sandman but never did watchmen oh same with watchmen it's like i've got quite a lot of comics like 
but it's always something I think I've always like low-key not felt cool enough for them oh I mean I'm over that I'm not like anyone can read them right it's fine yes and you're absolutely very cool thank you in my 90s gear (laughs) watching Poirot (laughs) (laughs) these are all extremely cool things yes they are (laughs) okay The Witcher. Oh, yeah, okay. I know you've got opinions on The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. Hot, hot (laughs) takes. Uh, It's not that hot a take, really. I mean, first, I'll start with the not horny bit, where listening to the episode really made me want to play the game. Actually, I found that a lot with enthusiasm. I guess it's listening to people talk enthusiastically about things they love, right? It makes you go, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to partake in that. That sounds really fun. My only interaction with The Witcher has been the TV show. First time I watched it through, my friend, basically she's like, you're watching this because of Henry Cavill, aren't you? And I, hand on heart, genuinely, was like, believed that I wasn't. I was like, no, I'm really not. Like, and I am into fantasy. Like, really, really, I'm not. And then on my second watch through, I was like, oh, no, I, yeah, I'm absolutely here for HC. Yeah. Like, gosh. (laughs) <laughs> he looks very good in a blonde wig and a little bit dirty, doesn't he? What's that phrase someone invented that he he dirties up well? He dirties of up, up well, yeah, he really yeah, does. Like uh, like like Viggo Mortensen in Lord of the Rings. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, when he's the king and he's all clean and he's had a, like a haircut and he's got a beard, I'm like, no, Viggo, we want yeah dirty. I want you slathered in mud. Yeah, <laughs> I want the With stubble, not hair. a neat beard. Come on. <laughs> Blood all over you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that is exactly how you could describe Henry Cavill in The Witcher, right? Yes. Rugged with blood all over him. Yes, perfect. And he's got cool eyes. He does have cool eyes. He's a very striking looking person. Yes, yeah. Mm. My my thing always with these these kind of shows is that I'm, I'm not generally attracted to the actor unless I find out mm. something about the personality and I think that they're like a cool person I'm always attracted to the character yeah that's interesting so like Henry Cavill actually doesn't do that much to me but Geralt really does <laughs> I mean you hear the difference in the way you say the names <laughs> yeah yeah I see that interesting mm. I think I agree with you it's because personality is so important to me I think mm. that's very true I do like Henry Cavill as, I haven't seen Mission Impossible, but I have seen the trailer where he does that punch punch thing. And I was like, oh gosh, (laughs) that's genuinely making me want to watch the movie. And I've never watched a Mission Impossible movie in my life. Like, all right. Where he reloads his arms. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what he's doing, isn't it? I love it. But yeah, maybe you're right. No, I fall for the act. Like Florence Pugh in... Uh, Hawkeye and I was like oh I'm in oh god <laughs> I still haven't seen Hawkeye <gasps> I should and I'm behind on Moon Knight oh, oh I'm such a bad Marvel oh, fan oh same here <laughs> <laughs> right singing and vocal oh oh you do a lot of singing I do give me a text on singing I do definitely really wanted was desperate to join in with this one but it was just lovely listening to everyone be so knowledgeable and generally agreed with everything people were saying like I think it was Beth who said when you asked was it what makes a good singer I think was the question and how how you can really enjoy listening to someone be technically perfect and you know arguably technically perfect Mm, and just be really precise and really skilled but also someone who 
gets the emotion across without all that technique is mm. equally powerful. So like, I was trying to think of two examples and I went to see Lucia de Lammermoor. I never know how to pronounce that with my yes. gran, which is an opera. There's a famous scene aria, which I, I don't know how long. Is it like nine minutes long or something ridiculous? But the woman, I tried to look up her name, the, the person who we saw, and I couldn't find her anywhere. But I remember looking her up at the time and she had like a PhD in singing. Oh, like genuinely wow. had a PhD in singing. She was like astonishing, like so beautiful. Like I was in tears watching her, like absolutely, she had me. But one of my other favourite renditions of a song is Sinead O'Connor singing My Man's Gone Now. Have you heard her sing that? No. Oh my God. I, I was a teenager when I heard it and it was like, you know, do you get exposed to something and you just, you can't believe how good it is mm-hmm. and you just want to keep experiencing it like yes oh because that song is it's from a Gershwin opera so it's usually sung very like operatically and she just you can hear the pain in her voice through the whole Mm. thing she doesn't sing it operatically at all I highly recommend going to listen to it it's I will oh (laughs) so good I'm going to have to go and listen to it after this again actually I think I haven't heard it for a while (laughs) yeah so that's my my take on that. <laughs> <laughs> one of my interesting, like one of my similar things is um, Wild is the Wind, Ooh. which is done by Nina Simone and David Bowie. Mm. Um, as in, as in like they, they all, they both have their separate versions, not they sung it together. Uh, I was going to say that's a, that's but, a I know, can you imagine? Combo. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but like, so uh, Nina Simone's came first and then yeah. Bowie did one, I think. And they're just so good and in such different ways. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's cool. Ooh, I look Singing is cool. I love a bit of Nina Simone. <laughs> Sci-fi films. Oh my gosh, I watched Alien the other night because of Enthusiasm. You did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's absolutely great. It is, isn't it? Yes. I'm really glad that it stands up. Yeah, so good, <laughs> actually. And am I right that Alien 2 is good? Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm going to watch Alien 2 as well. What about the other ones? Are they Are they worth watching? They start to go downhill, and then the recent ones, Prometheus and Covenant. I respect them for what they're trying to do, but I'm yeah. not sure they succeed. Maybe I should watch all of those and then watch Alien 2. Oh, I guess it's a spoilers. Yeah. Maybe I'll just stop at Alien 2. That's what I would recommend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. There we are. That's um, my hot take. That's, that's the only <laughs> sci-fi film that exists for me. Alien. Fantasy books. Yeah, that's so my genre. Mm. Those are the only kinds of books that... I find I can consistently finish. I've got really? quite a short attention span. Yeah. It makes me really sad because when I was a child, I read, like, I would be walking around with a book in my hand constantly. Yeah, same. Yeah. And especially through lockdown, I found like I've started so many books and then just couldn't, just couldn't finish them. But, and, and I was trying to be like, read, expand my horizons then I guess and read different kinds of books and in the end just so that I could finish one I was like right I'm just gonna go back to fantasy and finish a book so that I've kind of got over that yeah yeah I love Terry Pratchett Jasper Ford is someone I really like I don't know if you've ever read any of his um, no oh it's really good he writes about the book world as in you people can go into books Ooh. but the reason I read Jaina is because of a lot happens 
in Jane Eyre in some of Jasper Ford's novels. I see. Or the first one. Yeah, I don't know if I've got much else to add to that. <laughs> cool. Uh, in which case, Star Wars. Right. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I think like this it. is going to be the hottest take. I don't like it. <laughs> I've tried twice. One of my best, one of my dearest friends loves Star Wars and I've sat down with her. I just, I don't know. I am willing to try again. I think one of the reasons, actually, the main reason I didn't like it is that I f***ing hate Han Solo. <laughs> and that's Harrison Ford's character, right? Han, Han Solo is Harrison Ford's character, yeah. yes. Um, I hate him. He is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, when she says, I love you, and he says, I, is it, I know, I was like, f*** off. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not, I'm not taking it again. That needs to be bleeped because that's, that's the level of hatred I have. Just get, get in the sea. Yeah. And that I think he's quite a central character, right? So yes, <laughs> I just couldn't get on board with him. I'd be mm. interested to try the new new ones. I wonder if I'd enjoy them more. I mean, the look in your face tells me maybe not. Did you not see the reaction to Rise of Skywalker? The last yeah, that was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, that sorry. Was, I, I think as 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 Sasha put it, it united the Star Wars fandom. Yeah. Okay, so by the new, new but wasn't Rogue One good? Rogue One, absolutely. You should yeah. absolutely watch that. I think you will like and that. And also, isn't there a really, really good TV series as well? Mandalorian? Yes, the Mandalorian is apparently really good. Yeah. I haven't heard anyone say that, that it's bad. Oh, there's enough content out there for me to watch other things. Like, maybe I'll try it a third time. And if it sticks, great. And if not... That's okay. I don't have to love all the things. That's true. Like, I was in an interesting place in that episode because I really like the concept of Star Wars and mm. I like the, the fact that there's so much different lore and the it's just like a complete tangled mess of different mm. kinds of canons and yeah. stories and stuff. So I've, I'm really interested and fascinated by that. But the films, the main films themselves, I can give or take. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't really speak to me. And and I wonder if it is like one of those things that if you see when you're young and you you love it, I, I guess if nostalgia hooks you into it. Because the thing is, I saw I saw Lord of the Rings before I saw the Star Wars things, mm. and I've always said that was the trilogy that that claimed me. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I just I didn't have room for Star Wars. Same after Lord actually, of the Rings. yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I'm and sci-fi has never been like one of my favorite genres anyway which Fair I know enough. is potentially a controversial thing to say because there are so many different types of sci-fi as was discussed in the sci-fi and like... Yeah. But yeah. It's fine. Don't <laughs> worry. Instruments. I don't know if you play any instruments, actually. I do, but I haven't practised for so long what that I can't really. So I play piano. I got to like grade five oh. piano, but when I was about 13 and then never practised... So, like, I think there are, like, two pieces I can still play because I'll go back to them now and then. I wonder if it's because I had to play all the classical things. And there were, like, I remember there was, like, one piece in, I think it was my grade four, that I loved. So I liked practicing that. That was great. But the other ones, I was like, I don't really care about these. Like, I don't like these as pieces of music. Mm. And actually, something that I asked for for Christmas 
just gone was a piece from the Love Actually soundtrack because there's a th- oh, the, the Glasgow I theme, I think it's called, which is just so pretty. And I think it sounds quite simple. And I was like, that might be quite a nice way to get back into it. So we'll see. I wonder if it's one of those things where like if you'd done like specifically like jazz piano or something like that, you would yeah. have kept it up. Like actually thinking about it, I did have a Disney book, piano book that I loved. So I used to, I just, instead of practicing my pieces, I would just play part of your world from The Little Mermaid over and over again and sing that. And like, I got quite good at playing that. And my mum probably, I mean, obviously she could hear what I was playing when I was supposed to be practicing, but she was probably like, well, you know, she's having fun. (laughs) And I was. Hmm. Ooh, the next one, the collectibles and miniatures. Yeah episode i don't know if you have any little figurines or anything like that no i don't i collected coins briefly as a child and i i actually don't think i can claim that because actually what happened i think is i just found a jar of old coins in my grandparents house (laughs) and then i was like i collect coins and then did nothing about it so actually (laughs) i just had a jar of coins i think it's what i'm saying and until I told you that then, that has always been something I've believed about myself is that I collected coins when I was younger. But no, I I don't think I did. <laughs> um, something that struck me listening to Chris and Grant talking, oh, and that I've always thought really, again, the patience, the patience yeah. required to... Like, the detail that Chris was talking about, like, oh my yes. gosh. It was incredible. And and I don't know if this will be like on the Patreon or something, but he did hold up uh, mm. one of his models up to the camera and we all went ooh and ah. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember the eye was so detailed. Like, yes. And I love that for them, that they find like peace and tranquility and calm and that mm. in doing that, I just cannot imagine... Oh, it makes me sad for myself that I don't have that level oh. of... Pain. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> but like, it's like, oh, I wish I had that... Well, yeah, that level of dedication and patience to something small that I love. Well, look, if we were all the same, the world would be very boring. This is true. I'm, I, like, I do more big physical things, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you can do that instead. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, anime. I haven't watched any anime, I don't think. And it's always something that's been on my periphery that I thought I'd probably enjoy that but I've never got around to reading or watching I might I think I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the anime episode and check out some of the recommendations because yeah I mean (laughs) the uh incredibly hot take that Alex left us with I think was that um if you've never seen any anime before ever you should watch Avatar The Last Airbender oh yeah and I would recommend that actually for you, mm. Lori, because um, the episodes, they're not very long at all. They're roughly 20 minutes, but they go really fast. Yeah, that's quite short. <laughs> yes, it is. And it's really well-crafted story. Yeah, maybe I should try that then. Give it a go. Give it a go. Yeah. I think it's just because it's technically not Japanese. Mm. That's why it's like yeah. heresy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does I start there? X-Files. Yeah. I I think another one that I started watching, a combination of because I got Disney Plus and it's on there and it's been on my radar for so long. And I was like, let me check this out. And I really loved it. I really, really got into it. And then I hit an episode. I think I may have said this to you before where... I was like, I'm, I just can't get, I can't push past this. Well, I think Mulder is like sent in to a hostage situation as the hostage <laughs> negotiation man. And I was like, no, what? He's got 
that's such a bad decision. No, trying. I don't know why that is where I was like, I cannot find there's a man who can like slide through drains and like sleeps for 30 years and comes mm. out and eats your liver. Yeah, I can take that. No. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just, I'm trying to not be a completionist to the point that mm. it's detrimental to me. And I think me not watching <laughs> the rest of X-Files just because I don't like that episode and can't push through that would be silly. So I'm just going to assume it all turned out okay and move on to the <laughs> next one, I think. Because I'm really enjoying it. Good I was idea. really sad to hear that they never get together. <laughs> Well, I don't think that's what we said. I think what we said was it's complicated. Mm. Okay, okay, that is interesting, I guess, yeah. I think it's sort of canon that they're together, but it's also sort of not, yeah, just it's Mm. complicated, I think was the conclusion. (laughs) That kind of show isn't particularly, like I'm not a massive horror fan, Mm. not a massive sci-fi fan. Like, you know, I wouldn't typically describe myself as those things. Obviously, it's more nuanced as we have discussed at length. Mm. I think it must be their their characters and their relationship that keeps me hooked, I suppose. Yeah, it's a very good dynamic. Mm. And actually thinking <laughs> about it, that is an episode where they're not together and it's just Mulder being something he's completely not qualified <laughs> to do. So Maybe you're just missing Scully. Maybe she just yeah. watch the next episode I mean, she and is see the how best. you go. She's the better. <laughs> yeah. She's awesome. Shakespeare. My microphone is currently sitting on a book of Shakespeare speeches. Oh, I like Shakespeare very much. I enjoy performing it. I enjoy watching it. I am not going to have anything anywhere near as insightful or academic to say, like compared to our <laughs> guests. And I'm not like trying to put myself down. Like I'm just not. It's always astonishing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but the, like that was an episode in particular. I was like, oh, these people are so good, mm-hmm. <laughs> like so wonderful, wonderfully insightful and knowledgeable. I really enjoyed listening and didn't necessarily feel the need to join in apart from agreeing emphatically when someone made a point that I was like, oh, I haven't thought of that before. Yeah, that's great. Which I probably did out loud in my kitchen. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that was absolutely one of the episodes where I was like, I feel like everyone here is so much smarter than me. And like, that's a really good place for me to... It's maybe more articulate, but... um, I disagree with that as well. But maybe, just maybe just on that topic. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But it's it's it's, it's okay. It's not a negative feeling for me. Yeah. It just means that I'm really impressed by yeah. them. And enjoying enjoying sitting and listening to the lovely conversation they're having. Yes. Yeah. It makes like it's like I'm 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 sitting on the floor at the fireplace while some people who are very wise talk to me about things. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice image. I, f- I yeah. get that vibe as well. <laughs> Ooh. Board games, which at time of recording, we haven't actually done no, yet. No, we haven't recorded it yet. What is your take on board games? I love board games. <laughs> I really would actually quite like to be in this episode, but I don't think I can be. So I, it's definitely going to be one where I'm sitting going, mm, I want to <laughs> talk. Oh my gosh. I love social deduction games. I love Ooh, yeah. collaborative games. I adore door one night ultimate werewolf which i haven't played for so long like i will i will happily sit and play it all night just over and over go again 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 <laughs> i love it so much and i think it's because it kind of it has elements of improv in it right in a way where it's like yeah it's kind of between a board game and an rpg in a way almost like you don't have to it's be a really the good like gateway yeah for yeah. sure and also there's logic there right which i also really mm. enjoy and i love just that puzzle and it's short like you're like ah yes. oh, this is just like a 
10, 15 minute game, which I will play for six hours. It's fine. But there's like that lack of commitment as well, which I really enjoy. <laughs> Things like Avalon as well and code names. That, oh, those I mean, are really fun. Again, I feel like I would like to talk about this topic at length, but I actually think what would end up being is me just listing all the games I like, which isn't really interesting, <laughs> right? <laughs> me just be like, I love that game. But it does give you a lot of recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> Though actually, like things like Dixit, I love games that give you an insight into other people. Yes, me too. And like your friends. So like something that's really lovely about Dixit is seeing... Uh, have you played Dixit? I guess for I the have, audience, yes. just in case you haven't. Oh gosh, I have to remember how you play it now. You get these beautiful cards, which are just like mm. beautiful pieces of art, basically. And you have to write a line of what that inspires in you. Mm. And then everyone else has to guess. You, you you all put a card in from your hand and then you read out what you were inspired to write. And then everyone has to guess which card they think it was that inspired you. So yes. it's kind of, it's like an insight into how your friend's brains work, really. Like, and oh, you look at that and you see this. Like, I look at that yes. and I feel this. Uh, it's, yeah, it's really, really nice. I played another game like that recently. It's called Wavelength and it's really nice like little tool that you have where you spin this dial and I can't remember if there are numbers, but for example, say there's a line that will go between, oh, it's from strongly agree to disagree, something like that. And then you get a topic. It's It almost gives you a an axis and you have to try and, with one sentence or one word even convey to the other people where the line has fallen so they have to know you oh i know this one yeah it's great one that we got was um so my axis was from unsexy pokemon to sexy pokemon (laughs) and i had to like get get to my over to my friends that it had landed on like an eight or something and my friend, and it was Grace actually, who was in the Shakespeare episode. She got it immediately. She was like, "Okay, it's there. That's where Lori thinks. That's how sexy Lori thinks Blastoise is." Which was, you know, as far as Pokemon go. Yeah, that's an all right like, one. That's an all right obviously one. Obviously, Incineroar is the hottest, but I was so upset when my cute little kitten turned into that giant man cat. But then I was like, "All right, I'll take it." <laughs> incredible one of my favorite ones to play is concept Ooh, what's that so you have all these cards and it's different uh it's like people or things or concepts like it's in the title hey. or, or words basically and you have this massive board with drawings that symbolize different things so it's like you know a little like a pink figure in a skirt for woman and mm. blue figure in trousers for man and all the different colors is like paint splotches and an arrow going up for like tall or high and now going down for low or underground and stuff like that so if on your card you have say beyonce yeah you might put uh, you have all these tokens you might put a token on woman real singing yeah oh that's great stuff like that and then the other person has to guess who it is yeah that's almost like 20 guesses but you just yeah like it's 20 or however many vague concepts to get to a a thing oh I like yeah it's kind of like 20 questions but like with indicators on like a little little board (laughs) oh I really like that that sounds awesome it's really fun it's a great Mm. game to play with a new date yeah ah (laughs) yeah really get to this into their psyche early on yeah (laughs) 
Oh, okay. So last, mm-hmm. Mass Effect. I've never played it. Mm. Having listened to the episode, I wanted to play it. Mm-hmm. I hear there are hot monsters. There are hot aliens. The line between alien and monster is very much your mileage may vary. Mm. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the gravity that you gave to that sentence. <laughs> it's an important distinction. Yes. <laughs> But like, because obviously for me, like both categories can be hot, but like Mm. where where an alien becomes a monster is different for everyone, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting distinction, actually, the more you think about it. I think I think for me, the vast majority of the people in Mass Effect are aliens rather than monsters. But yeah, there's a really huge difference there, really, isn't there? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, all, almost all of them are, are sentient. Mm. And some of them are sentient in really interesting ways, like the Geth have a hive mind, for example. Ooh. And that's really cool. Mm. Um, yes, I do think you should at least try to play it. But I, do, yeah. I don't know if shooter games is your thing. But I feel like the mechanics is worth the story because they're usually not my thing either. Yeah, because we had this conversation at the end, didn't we? Like the things yeah. that I have trouble with is I love world, like huge open world games but mm. I'm not allowed to play them because I play them for too long I hyperfixate mm. and then yeah but from what I understand Mass Effect is actually more linear than that but you can yeah. go off but it feels like it might be an open world there are lots of side quests mm. but you can't just go anywhere it isn't yeah. limitless you have your own universe and you have different solar systems mm. that you can go between and look at all the different planets I just realized that I've been thinking of like I can't remember which one it is, but like Spider-Man, there's a Spider-Man game. I think the one before the Miles Morales one. Mm. And that's not actually open world. And I've been thinking of that as open world. So actually, yeah, that's very much my kind of game. Yeah. Because it's side quests within a limited map. But you can go anywhere within the map, but you have little quests. and Yes. And there's always a point and a purpose and you can mm. collect things. And Oh, that's um... very my kind of game, actually. Yeah. Honestly, give it a go. Yeah. I think you'll like. Hooray. And uh, that's all of the season two stuff. Gosh. And this is this is actually like this is as long as a normal episode. Yeah, now. I was I was oh. trying to go fast, but then I had opinions on things. Well, thanks for all your hot takes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I feel like I talked a lot. I'm sorry. Well, this is this is your episode. Oh yeah, in many idea. ways, like <laughs> the things I've been bursting to say. Yes. And of course, in my opinion, you are also one of the best Rusty Quillers. Yay, thank you. I liked it when, I can't remember which episode you said, that the secret is we are all the best Rusty Quiller. We are. And we I, are. I like that. I've taken that to heart. <laughs> and I do mean it. I'm not sure where this is going to land in the break content, so I may or may not see you in the next episode. But I hope you enjoy it. Season three is on its way. And I'll see you in that for sure. <laughs> yay! I don't know why yay. I did that silently. I did a thumbs up instead of being like, yay! <laughs> I I appreciated your thumbs up. Huzzah. <laughs> All right then. Shall we say goodbye? Yes, let's. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Enthusiasm is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 4.0 International License. It is directed by Helen Gould, produced by Lori Ann Davis, with executive producers Alexander J. Newell and April Sumner. This episode of Enthusiasm was edited by Maddie Searle and Kathy Ranella. Thanks for listening.
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the program audio series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. 